0: what is happening dear listener and uh, and happy New year guys yeah. obviously this is the first episode of the new year and welcome back to pixel splitters your absolute favorite conversation podcast where we dive into uh, entertainment news movie
1: news TV news film theory
0: yeah film theory
1: <laughs> industry theory <laughs>
0: industry th- yeah <laughs> hypothesizing all that stuff uh, as always we are your two hosts my name is Josh
1: and my name is Willis.
0: And, uh, how you doing this week, Willis?
1: I'm, I'm gearing back up. I, uh, I was yeah. off from work last week and so now I'm in that like, oh, right. All that work that I didn't do that week. Um, so that's it's here now. <laughs> yes. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, now it's real work. Yes. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, you know, easing into the new year.
0: Dope. Dope. Uh, you got some content content recommendations here for us i
1: do i gotta i got a couple things here um i'm literally i'm looking just now at my two recommendations and i didn't realize that next to each other they're really really sad um, oh okay. i came to both of them individually but uh, yeah. the first one is uh i rewatched a bunch of uh betty white's snl oh. appearance from 2010 Um, iconic rest in peace, Betty white. Oh Oh my God. God. Absolutely hysterical. Like, you know, knows exactly what she's bringing to the table. And it's just the, the scared straight sketch in particular is amazing. (laughs) Um,
0: everyone go look it up right now.
1: Yes. And then the other one that like, (laughs) again, I put these down completely separate, but the other thing is, um, John Madden, also recently died. Oh
0: my God, Willis. (laughs) Um,
1: And literally a few days before his death, ESPN put, I think it was ESPN put out a, uh, or no, it was Fox, I believe, put out a documentary called all Madden, um, Hmm. which I haven't watched yet. um, Mm -hmm. But just watching the trailer made you just want to be like, oh my God, I want to like go watch football. I want to go play football. Like just (laughs) the level of iconicness that he brought to that sport. Is iconicness a word? I don't know. It
0: is uh, now. We coined Yeah. It.
1: Like the the power that he brought to that sport was amazing. Um so That's those awesome. are my two, uh Betty Hoyt and and John Madden. Um hey. yeah. R.I.P. to yes, some of the
0: greats.
1: <laughs> uh what about you, Josh? What do you got for uh for us?
0: Uh so for content, mine aren't quite uh aren't quite as depressing, but, um, yeah, bring us so, back up. but well, uh, well, a little bit actually Let, let's, let's talk about this for a sec. So I was watching a streamer on Twitch the other day and I got a Twitch prime ad, uh, for prime gaming. Cause you can like subscribe through Amazon prime and stuff like that, sure. which is already kind of weird. But in the ad, it was, you know, showing somebody watching the boys, which is, which is great. But then it pops up with this Homelander Funko toy And Mm. the guy goes, "Oh, don't mind if I do," which just made me think about. I think this was like probably ten episodes back. You were talking about the fact that they're going to start integrating this stuff in where it's like, "Oh, you can just buy that right there by clicking on it." And I was like, I just had this the craziest like dystopian flashback. I was like, "Oh "Oh my god, this is this is here now. Like this is actually what's happening now." That's a lot. Um, Yeah. So that kind of scared me a little bit, Uh, (laughs) and you know, it's it's one of those things where. Bezos loves money, and there was no way he wasn't going to integrate that in yeah. at some point.
1: And Twitch is Bezos, right? Uh,
0: I don't think he owns it, but the Amazon—well, maybe what, he does because yeah. Amazon Prime, the whole thing—he he probably has some partnership or ownership. But um, so that was definitely scary. And the second piece of content that I consumed was a movie uh, that I'd never seen before, and I can't believe I hadn't. It's called Under the Silver Lake. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a- not david robert mitchell film who directed it follows so it's kind of it's not along the same lines as it follows it's not necessarily a horror film it's a mystery thriller starring andrew garfield Mm -hmm. um where he's basically playing private detective trying to figure out why this girl he just met disappeared and then why all of the dogs in the neighborhood are disappearing and all of these crazy things are happening And he ends up from uh 2018
1: oh okay Oh weird.
0: yeah, I had no idea that this even existed. I think I heard about it on a podcast somewhere hmm. and uh it's it's a it's a wild movie. it twists and turns and you're not really sure where it's going, but it is um it's I mean if you've seen it follows, you kind of understand the tone sort of it's very slow, meandering but also horrific in in a lot of different ways. Hmm. Uh, I would recommend it if you like that sort of thing and it's right. streaming on Showtime, I believe Ooh. so so yeah so that is our content guys that we've been consuming and you know let's let's go over what we're talking about today so a couple things to start off we're going to go over the spider-man no way home box office because my god this thing is just a runaway train yes uh we just need to we just need to talk about it for a second because it's pretty insane um but also book of boba fett first episode dropped last week yes and you know, we love Star Wars, so we should talk about it and give our thoughts on if they did. Kind of snuck up on me. Definitely
1: snuck up on me.
0: (laughs) I think I texted you and I was like, yo, I think Boba Fett's out right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. We're then going to go and dive into the continuation of franchise storylines and like the continuation of these larger like IP franchises to begin with and not just in terms of Um, for the sake of necessarily telling more story, but for the sake of kind of rewriting possibly some bad, like, endings. I'm kind of referring to Dexter and some of the other TV shows that left on a poor note like Lost. Uh, So definitely going to be a lively conversation about that. Yeah. And then we're going to end it off with something that we've talked about before, but it's continually coming up more and more for me, and that's the difference between what content is... What art is, and separating that when it comes to movies, TV shows, um, and whether or not having art be content is necessarily a bad thing, and what we can, you know, yeah. parse through with that,
1: um, or letting content be art, for that matter, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, without further ado, let's just hop right in here and start it off with uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home box office. So, this movie has been out for, as of right now when we're recording, a little over two weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> half of a month, fourteen days, fifteen days. Yep. And has grossed, it just passed six hundred million dollars domestically.
1: Yes, it's currently at six hundred twenty-one million domestically.
0: Which is um, third in line domestically overall in terms of movies. Like yes. that, that's just All. in terms of movies across the board, following the last Jedi and following the original Avengers movie.
1: Yes.
0: In two and a half weeks. Yeah.
1: Um, in a pandemic.
0: In a pandemic. I don't know what this means really. I'm not sure, but it's blowing my mind every time I think about it. Cause it just, it's like at a one point, almost $4 billion, I believe total. Mm-hmm. And um, I am kind of at a loss for words, especially when people are like, "Oh, movie theaters are done." You know, it's this, this, and that. And it's like, well, yeah, they're done for certain kinds of movies, which I think yeah. we're going to get into later a bit more. But this is, I mean, people will show out for things; they yeah. still will over and over again. Like, I mean, I'm, oh, I want to see this again in theaters. Like, that's one yeah. of those things.
1: Absolutely, and it's like one of those. I remember walking into the theater and you know, having not been for a, l- a little while and being like, okay, there's a lot of people here. This is kind of, uh, but I'm not like not seeing Spider-Man in theaters. Right. Which yeah. Which is something like that's, it's a really intriguing thing of how, I don't know if it's hype or I don't know if it's excitement or, or those are kind of the same thing, but like, I don't know exactly what it is that are making people that are so ingrained in people's minds. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to this. Right. I was on Reddit the other day. I saw a guy who said he'd seen it eighteen times in theaters. Oh,
0: good lord! Oh my god! Which,
1: which you know, means (laughs) multiple viewings in one day. Um, Uh, Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, but
0: which, which people forget, like people used to go see Jurassic Park twenty times over the summer, like when it was in theaters, and Star Wars like fifty times, stuff like that. I saw Daredevil
1: four times in theaters.
0: And that, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that is a that is a that is a modern badge of honor. Um so yeah, I I, I mean Spider-Man will will do like small updates as it yeah, continually surpasses milestones. As it milestones. continues
1: to, yeah. It's already um, worldwide it's broken. So full numbers I have in front of me here is domestically 621 million, internationally 759 million, which is interesting. So like a hmm. total of 1.38 billion dollars. Oh my god. This movie is made in 18 days. So <sighs> It's absolutely one, wild.
0: Yeah, one question, and then we can move on from this. But do you think that this, like these movies, making this this amount of cash, has shifted the goalpost for like what success means? It's like, oh no, it doesn't have to just double its budget or make like two million dollars. It's like, no, now it has to make twelve um, times its budget. You know,
1: um, I don't know. I I feel like. With this, people will see it as, like, an outlier of, like, well, Mm. you know, we'd love to do Spider-Man numbers, but we'll settle for Eternals numbers or Shang-Chi numbers, you know. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's, yeah, like, just the, I mean, we've talked, the confluence of events that had to happen for this is is mind-boggling. And it's hard to get yourself in that kind of situation to replicate this kind of box office, you know. Totally. Potential, so.
0: 100%. Well, speaking of things that are sort of mind-boggling that they happened, we have a Boba Fett TV show that's out right now. Yeah. Uh, and w- the first episode dropped. By this point, the second that you're listening to this, the second episode will have yes. came out. But we're just going to talk We haven't about seen it, first. so
1: yeah. So I guess spoilers for the first one, potentially. No spoilers for the second one.
0: Yeah, exactly. There we go. Um, so what do you think about the first episode of the book of Boba Fett, man?
1: I have a very complicated relationship with this. Mm. i liked it i i i'm on board i'm like i'm digging this this show but i pinballed back and forth a little bit mm. a i was not expecting it i think i said that at the top i'm like I, you know i in my head i was like i knew december 29th but i'm in my brain i guess i thought it was like the 18th or i don't know um, yeah 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 you know time is relative uh oh yeah <laughs> but um especially in that week after uh Oh, my After God. After Christmas. So, but... Yeah. So, like, the opening scene with him... Again, spoilers. Uh, the opening yeah. scene with him coming out of the Sarlacc pit, iconic. Like, that's, like... People have been hypothesizing about that for decades. It's literally yes. a scene... Did you see the thing with Patton Oswalt? It's literally a uh, <laughs> scene out of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> when he's um, filibustering. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, almost verbatim, the for opening scene. Um, yes.
0: Holy shit. Oh, that's awesome.
1: So... I was, like, super on board with that. And, like, then as we started getting into it, I got a little, like, hesitant because I'm like, this is Boba Fett. This has such a badass, like, like mythos behind it that is built up in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in the original trilogy, Boba Fett has, what, like, three lines? If that, And is, yeah. like, one of the most iconic characters, you know, shy of, like, Luke and Darth Vader and Han Solo and, like, the main ones that right. I'm, like yeah people
0: remembered boba fett he didn't do much either like he didn't do anything he just flew around for a little bit and it was like died
1: and then or died he did and like he didn't even he didn't even put um han solo in the carbonite which he gets so much credit for it's like that was vader and then he was just like here you go take him
0: yeah here now take him yeah
1: (laughs) so um anyway uh so i was a little worried like i'm like "Ah, i don't know like how is this gonna like Play into and I haven't watched like the Mandalorian. Um, well, I've watched them, the uh, Clone Wars with all the yeah. Ma- Mandalorian backstory, so I don't have that kind of thing. But sure. Um, but like, I'm I'm digging it. I didn't. I don't think I knew Robert Rodriguez was directing it. Really interesting. I really don't think, and I didn't pick it out as I was watching it. I was like, this is like really well done, right? Um, but I don't. Like when the when his title credit or when his credit came up, I was like, "What? Wait, what?" And I like right, almost had to go back and watch it.
0: Right. It. I agree. I don't think it had any of his signature kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like camp that he brings to his stuff, which I love. I think it's awesome. He 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 clearly has fun with what he does, but I, yeah. yeah, I didn't feel that at all with this either.
1: Yeah. So it's a weird. I like. I I feel like this is like a weird. Um, rodriguez favaro hybrid we've got going on
0: right Um, which
1: which i'm you know on board with i will say that fight scene in like the square sucked
0: oh with the dudes in the the shields
1: yeah the fight choreography on that was just like kind of really really bad and i was like this is That I think more to anything more than anything for me put this in a stark contrast to the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I think there's a it wants to be the same thing, but it right like, and that's why I was really surprised by Robert Rodriguez because I'm like, it felt like they had handed the reins to some would-be show director, right you know and they were like and it was like kind of not on the same level as mandalorian but it but then it's Robert Rodriguez and John Favreau and Dave Leani like right true on so i don't know it's it's weird i'm really interested to see the second episode
0: yeah i think it but. needs to find its footing i think that yeah. yeah it was it was lacking a lot of the polish that the mandalorian kind of had with it I, but i the other thing is i think i don't know when robert rodriguez was like indoctrinated into the star Wars universe because he was brought on to the Mandalorian as a, as like a guest director, but not, but because somebody else dropped out, not because like they wanted him to do it. They, they got him because somebody dropped out. So I'm like, well, so then where did this come from? Like, did they just come up with this whole Boba Fett thing because they loved the, the episode with Boba Fett and they're like, well, you did this so well, like, let's do this. Um, so it kind of has that feeling of like kind of almost slap together stuff, Yeah, which again, I think uh, hopefully it'll find its footing, but I, I agree that fight choreo was straight up like garbage during the, I was like, what is going on here? Like, this yeah. is, this is, it Boba felt like Fennec. a CW show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is just like, this not giving me very much confidence yeah. in him whatsoever. Um, I, I trust Fennec way more than I trust him to kick anyone's ass these days. Yeah, uh, and so but I did enjoy the flashback stuff. Thought that was cool. Fan mm-hmm. service as hell. I am getting really sick and tired of just seeing sand planets in Star Wars stuff because uh, there's we have the amount of planets we've seen in the prequels. Dude, choose so any of them. Choose any of them. Throw me there. Give me a show on like you said, Coruscant or Camino. Yeah, give me a political thriller. A thriller. On oh Coruscant, my yeah. god! Just give me that. But no, we get sand again, um, which. It is what it is. I think we're both just looking forward to seeing how this all turns out. And I, I do enjoy Tamura Morrison as, um, as the bounty hunter. It's cool. Uh, his voice yeah. is iconic for it, but I just didn't blow me away.
1: I'm uh, I'm really curious if Fellini is trying and John Favreau and I think Kevin Feige is involved in the Star Wars stuff now. Like he's the head honcho for all so, of it now.
0: Which I'm like, dude, what? Well, <laughs> so the that. thing,
1: like, I'm curious if like there's an underlying thing going on here. if They have like star Wars phases worked out that are Ooh. comparing to the original trilogy. So like we get a bunch of sand and then we'll get Hoth and space oh. and like a lot of cold and then we'll get forests and I, that's like, a, I'm basing that on nothing other than like, <laughs> yeah, it's been like we're at the beginning of what is going to be this kind of stuff. And it's sure. all sand. Um Sure. Yeah. But, That'd be cool.
0: It would be really cool. And because there's so, so many places this stuff can go. And like yeah. the Ahsoka show or the Ahsoka um, episode of mm-hmm. of Mando was so much different than the rest of it that I was like, this is, I, I want to see yeah. more of what this is. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We're, we're, we're along for the ride on this one. So Yeah. And I mean, I guess in the same vein of continuation of franchise storyline telling, uh, let's just dive right into... Well, yeah, let's dive into this, because I, I'm having some issues with... I was thinking of the Snyder Cut, and I was thinking of this new Dexter, new Blood series that just dropped, mm-hmm. which is basically in response to the fact that everybody hated Dexter, that, like, the finale of Dexter. I didn't. I don't watch Dexter. I don't think you do either, so we're yeah, not, I, I'm not all in on that. I do know shows that have ended poorly, and people have hated the endings of, um, but usually of them, they... Yeah yeah a good number of them don't live up to what it's you know ends up being um but they don't get the chance to come back and just like okay let's because dexter was right on the cusp of when like streamers and everything started to really take off and it ended and so they're like well it would be it would be easier to kind of just like redo not redo this but start it up again and, and give people a more satisfying ending
1: yeah is it ending
0: I don't know if it's, I mean, it's,
1: it'll end at some point. uh, I think, well, yeah, but like they're, they've pulled it on for another, like this could go for another six seasons.
0: Six seasons, something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a weird cadence I said that with, but like, yeah, like, um, yeah, it's very weird. And the other thing that, that comes to mind is I think we're getting, um, a six feet under, uh, Really? Continuation. It's like, because this is the important thing. Like, we're not talking about reboots. We're talking about like, hey, so this Mm -hmm. story ended and now we're going to pick it back up and give you more. Right. So I I think I read that the Six Feet Under was, I don't know if it was coming back, if it was another season or a a movie.
0: Um, Oh, okay. I gotcha.
1: But yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting to me that this is a lot of like premium television shows like HBO and and uh, Showtime and like not, mm-hmm. you know, CBS shows, mostly because I feel like C- <laughs> uh, network shows kind of tend to just go until they've been completely run into the ground. Totally. Um, totally. And then uh, nobody ever wants to hear from them again.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't know. Well, what's well, like, what are your thoughts, Josh? Like, what do you think? I guess the question that we're trying to get at is, like, what do we think the motivation behind these is? Is it fan service or is it, um, like, an attempt to get views?
0: Right. And, and is this something that's going to ruin what could be in terms of not necessarily a legacy, but how people feel like like sentimentality towards these things it just rubs me in a weird way and i guess they yeah. kind of did this with the rest of development like netflix did this with the rest of development a little yeah. bit um, that's a, and that's Black a pretty Mirror, good example yeah to a certain extent which they did bring them back but rest of development was a very weird case they did like a season and then a two-year break and then another season and then an, i think they could yeah. potentially do another season um minus lucille r.i.p but
1: uh
0: <sighs> i know um
1: i don't know how you do that show without her
0: I don't know. I really, yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah.
1: well, and I, I mean, that's a good example because from my perspective and I think from a lot of people's perspective, the continuation of Arrested Development at Netflix kind of sucked.
0: It was not the same.
1: (laughs) It was like, yeah, it was like, it it was funny, but then it was just like not the right time period. Like I think Arrested Development is very much a, uh, a show that came along at the right time Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's like, I rewatch episodes of Arrested Development all the time. I never go near the new seasons. I'm like, I don't even know what happens in those.
0: No, they're not, you know? Yeah. And they're also, they tried to,
1: they tried to force a thing with uh, maybe being like an actual studio executive or something like that. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. Nope. Um,
0: Nope. Yeah. Not good. Not good.
1: Yeah. Like it's an interesting comparison to like, is it fan service? Is it a money grab? Is it just like coincidence would like how many of these, like, did someone just go to Michael C hall and say, Hey, you want to do more Dexter? And he's like, yeah. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Like, let's okay, go make cool. More Dexter. Let's do, do um, more Dexter. <laughs> I feel like that's an unlikely scenario, but like maybe it's, uh, that has deferred some other continuation things, you know?
0: I think so. Yeah, Where it's like
1: they went people went to him and they're like, "No, what? Why would I do that?"
0: Right. And I think that's happened a lot. I mean, I'm sure like we talk about community sometimes, but I don't know. Like there's some like I don't think Donald Glover would come back to community. I f- I feel like he would be not on board with that and you couldn't really do it without him. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just it's interesting to me when I guess my my bigger like question is is when do we do, do like the directors the studios the people behind these kind of take too much of this stuff to heart and go like okay well now I need to do something about this because the legacy of this is going to be tainted so let's just continue it on for another four seasons mm. um you know the Snyder cut is an example of this too where it's like People hated the Justice League so much that they had them re basically recut the the movie again to fit. And they did this with Sonic the Hedgehog. They're like, okay, people hated the way Sonic looks, so the studio went back and redid it. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in that case. But just when the fans start taking over what these properties are, and I was thinking about the prequels on Star Wars. I'm like, sure, they suck. But I know people who like the prequels, and I also think that George Lucas saw them that way. So it's like, well, that's the story then. There's no, it could be better this way. Like, that's how the story went. Um, So it's just interesting to me to think about, and it's just, I don't know. It's the sentimentality of some of these things where it's like, well, how much do you listen to people about, well, no, you ended it the way that I didn't like it, so you now have to redo it again, or else people are going to just think the whole thing was a bad experiment. Well, and
1: the other the other thing that's that's kind of in that vein is um, things like Manifest, where it was mm. just canceled outright, and people were like, no, no, it's so good, it's so good. And then Netflix right. is like, all right, yeah, we'll do a season of Manifest, you know. Right. Um, it's a fine line to walk, but it's not like a razor's edge to walk, I feel like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or it's like, because, yeah, like they brought Dexter back, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not. And again, haven't watched it, but from what I've I, what I've heard, it's not just like fan service. It's not like here you go. It's right, like okay, story. you get more Dexter, and you get what we give you. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's still like um, there's still a, a sense of whatever to it.
0: Right. It's not. It's literally not fan service. It's like it, it's it could be considered that, but it's not just like okay, here's some flashes of things you, yeah. you know, and then he's back. He's out. Still a
1: level of legitimacy to it. That's what. I'm, I'm exactly going, like, you know, yeah. It's not just like, oh yeah, they brought back Dexter as a money grab and it's terrible. And everyone hate watches it and talks about how they should have just left it all. Like, it's not like that. It's like, oh, okay. People are liking it. It's like, yeah, it's still a good show.
0: Right. It's doing the whole thing justice in the end, which is good because it could have yeah. gone, it could have easily gone the, the opposite direction. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought it, I just thought it was like a really weird, especially now when streaming's like there's not just five, you know, big stations or channels yeah. that can get these things made. It's like, no, you can have a chance on Amazon, on Apple TV, Peacock, Hulu, yeah. you know, all of these places that might just give a chance to some of these other things that, you know, fell by the wayside. And like um,
1: a big chance, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the the money that had to be put out to continue Arrested Development was huge. Yeah. You know, just in terms of cast alone, like... Um, totally, yeah. So it's... um. I feel like, and this can be actually a nice lean into is like everyone is so desperate for content yeah, that like anything that gets a little uptick in like the pulse of America, you know, yeah. is going to get looked at. And, you know, if there's like a little uptick of like, if there's a handful of people in a community, they're like, I want more Dexter. Yeah. And they see it enough to notice it. And then they go to Michael C. Hall and go, "Hey, you want to do more Dexter? People are asking for it." It'd be like, and he's like, "Yeah." Then here's you know, hundred million dollars an episode, or yeah, not that they're doing that, but you know what I mean. Well,
0: like, sure, sure, but but it's yeah, it's not yeah. Here's the money you
1: need cool. to do it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and I didn't even look up where Dexter's even streaming. It's I'm sure it's st- it's a streamer, right? Um,
1: new yeah, uh, I think it's on Showtime. Yeah.
0: Oh, that makes sense. That's why I was seeing all the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's cool. it's on the yeah. same
1: thing that it like was originally on, right? Um, and like, arguably, like this not really like a streaming thing. Like, this is probably just playing regularly on um, Showtime, you know?
0: Totally, totally. Hmm. Now I'm there's changing also, my tune on this. Well, what, what, what were you gonna say?
1: Well, there's also I, I just remembered this too. We got more Sex in the City too. And by we, I mean oh, other people. You know, I don't Yeah, care. people who watch Assassin's yeah. My <laughs> wife watches it. Um, gotcha. And, you know, that I think is like a 10-episode series um, mm. that from what I've heard from my wife and a couple other people is like fine. It's like mm. cool to see them together again. Right. Um, I, it's Was only that- three of them. Samantha's not on it. Oh. Uh, no. But, like, I guess they wrote her out like she moved to London or something like that. I don't know. I was kind of in the room when she was watching the first one. Gotcha. <laughs> um, well, I'm not, not kind of in the room. I was in the room, but I was doing other stuff. I didn't watch <laughs> Sex in the City, Josh.
0: <laughs> hey, man, no judgments here. But, <laughs> no, what, I mean, were people uh, like, were people like, we need way more Sex in the City? Was that a conversation that was. Being I would had? bet I mean, there
1: are a ton of people in the world. Like, that's the one that I'm like. I can see absolutely people being like, I will always have more of this.
0: <laughs> That's true. True. You know Crazy what I mean? Anatomy, stuff like that.
1: Well, and like, we can even get into, and like, we're getting a little away from the topic here, but we can get into a lot of like the reunion stuff that we've been seeing.
0: I was just you know, thinking about of that. like friends
1: yeah. and um,
0: Harry Potter.
1: Harry Potter. Um, I remember during the pandemic, the West Wing did like a special staged episode, which was really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's like one of those. That's a different story because it's not like here's more show or here's more here's an, a movie of the show, right. but it's like here's more of this world that you are obsessed with.
0: Right. Right. You well, that I mean? that is more fan servicey, which I don't have an issue yeah. with because it's not like we're gonna do ten episodes that just clearly don't mean anything. Like they'll do one hour special, and I'm yeah. I'm cool with that because it's it's nice to see you.
1: You know what? I feel so. Like we were talking, I think it was during the last episode when we were talking about superior movies, like mm-hmm. about what's like fan servicey versus like what's not. And I think the friends, um, the friends reunion when they had Matt LeBlanc do a runway walk in different outfits from friends. And then like the one with him wearing all of Chandler's clothes, yeah. that <laughs> might be the most fan servicey thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like yes. that can be yes. our, our, bellwether of like you know our standardization of what fan service is but, what
0: fan service would would be qualified as no you're you're totally right it's just a weird time right now and i think that we're gonna see more and more of this stuff coming about and i wonder if there's anything like i've been trying to think of shows that i've been like oh like what if they started this again like i don't i i couldn't think of anything if we that just like,
1: suddenly got more
0: yeah, what if we just suddenly got more of this thing? Like, yeah. I, I was thinking of like Lost or something. Ra- so random. Like, w- what if we got more? Well, that wouldn't really work. But like, um, oh my god, I, I don't know. It's just every, I was anything say, is like, a possibility. Like, oh,
1: it could be called Lost, like the second plane. But I'm like, no, I think there were like three or four planes in that show. Yeah, by the yeah,
0: end. yeah, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. The fourth plane. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's just weird. It's just weird. Or then we get
1: things like, uh, sorry to keep an error. We get things like The Walking Dead, which is still going somehow. Um, I don't get it, But then we got spinoffs into um, Fear the Walking Dead, which has been running concurrently for like six or seven years now. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and like, yeah, I don't know. Endless, like, it, it, it all ties back into the same stuff we've always been talking about of like people want what they're familiar with. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like what sells these days is like people are less likely to take a chance on like what is this random ass thing? than like, yeah. oh, new Dexter? Oh, new Sex in the City? Oh, a sequel to or a prequel to um the Sopranos like mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Know, on mm-hmm. and
1: on and on and on and on like Yeah. Uh, so, who knows? I don't know to to come back to our original thing. I don't know that like any of these are really corrective in their anticipation or in their their, uh, intent. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's certainly possible. It's certainly possible that fans want more from a week ending. Should we talk about like, what's the, the, should we talk about game of Thrones? I feel like that's like the elephant in the room here that we're like dancing around of like, do we want a continuation of game of Thrones
0: well, that was going to be the big one. And also they kind of are doing that, but not like you mean like the game of like actual Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah.
1: Like if they're like, yeah. okay, post like, I don't know, can we do Game of Thrones spoilers? Like post. Sure. Brand King of the Seven. I Like this is Game of Thrones is the weirdest thing because I'm like, I don't even remember it at this point. It was like a two years oh, ago I that I was yeah, losing I've, my mind about it. Yeah. Um, but, I didn't even, uh, I
0: don't even think I watched the whole thing. Honestly. Oh, well, shit. Spoilers. No, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> at this point, dude, I'm not going to finish it. Um.
1: Um, but like, yeah, like, so we're getting House of Dragon, which is like a, a prequel of the Targaryen house uh, from like, like thousands of years before, but like mm-hmm. not a continuation afterwards. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, I I don't, I'm confused about how interested I am in, in House of Dragons. Because... Um, I put that in the same kind of vein of Game of Thrones was very much of its very specific time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that people are going to be like, oh yeah.
0: Well, and it was weird because I, I never understood like Game of Thrones is an incredibly well-made show with incredible writers, incredible everything. Um, But it was always interesting to me that that was the show at post, like before that, what was it? Breaking bad that everybody was like going insane over. Um, which I was like, very, very specific type of yeah. show there uh, that every single person was watching. So I think you might be right that this, it kind of might have missed its. But I don't know. People love it. People absolutely
1: yeah. adore Game of Thrones. So they might just be like, oh, Game of Thrones. People loved it. True. That's a very, like, I, like, true. I, I see this pop up on the internet every now and then, but I'm like, you think about like the major franchises and they like their cult followings you think of star wars you think of star trek you think yeah. of like
0: the lord sopranos
1: the you think of lord of the rings yeah like all that all that kind of stuff like game of thrones had as fervent if not more so of a following than any of those and it's gone from like pop culture it's so true it's it's like it's there's no trace of it Um, like it
0: never existed that's yeah
1: yeah, like there's like i mean it's like one of those i like lived and breathe i knew like all of the different houses and the people that connected them and like i was obsessed and now i'm like how the fuck did it end like right i'm like that guy was there and that guy was there what was like it's gone Right, right. It's crazy. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how House of Dragon does. I don't know how we turned into that, but... um,
0: Oh, just the... You know, just snaking our way through. No, it was just... Yeah, the, the whole continuation versus... Like, if this was picking up... Again, I don't know how it ended, but if this picks up... If this were to pick up right after, I think it would have a better chance of surviving than if it was like a prequel, just because people would be like, oh, well, at least well we'll rewatch game of thrones we'll get back into it we'll go and we'll see like how this continues on versus let's see more you beforehand well
1: and in terms of we're talking about like fan service and things like that do you remember after it ended there was like a massive petition to redo the last season
0: yeah yeah
1: which is like really fucking offensive to all the filmmakers that like make that stuff but like yeah like that was like there was like signatures with like hundreds of that or petitions with hundreds of thousands of signatures in them of like yeah redo the entire last season this show is better than this blah blah blah, blah, blah. right um, right so i
0: and then they put out chernobyl and everybody forgot about game of thrones well yeah
1: and then everyone moves on to the next <laughs> and on to the next and on to the next
0: um, interesting now had they redone the sh- season like had game of thrones been a streaming show only like i don't know yeah. see that's the thing i like i don't know that they would have read i think they, they spent what 50 million dollars on the season or whatever for six episodes oh, they or spent, whatever like, it was crazy
1: i would say probably one, i think it was like probably 50 million an episode that those were those true by the end nuts. those movies movies those show those episodes were bonkers in their scope yeah. like right you know um, yeah
0: yeah and all the actors were getting paid like real money at that point. Well, yeah, so. and
1: you go you go watch the behind the scenes, and it's like they just really build all of this stuff. It's like, not, right? You know, they're like, oh yeah, they build it. anyway. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I this, feel you. This
1: segment was always going to turn into some kind of tirade on Game of Thrones, so I, I feel comfortable that we're in the same place. Um,
0: it had to. It had to. It was. It was yeah. the only one that that was in recent memory that was like this. That people had such a crazy. Yeah. backlash against the the final season um and then they're just like okay see ya yep. we're done you know maybe we'll, we'll do another one some,
1: and... uh we'll give you some house of dragon in a few years
0: yeah so we'll see how that is i yeah i just think we're in a weird spot where anything's possible dude like anything can matt come back smith
1: as a targaryen sure
0: but matt that's smith that's pretty
1: much all i got there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because there's too much yeah like and that's yeah. this is my see here we go this is my like subtle like attempt at like a content transition, but there's mm. too much. There's too much to watch. There's endless, endless amounts of content out there it's true. and we're not going to get any less anytime soon. No. Um, although I did read an interesting article that was asking if there was going to be a peak for like streaming and things like that, which that can be a whole other conversation, but
0: yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what that would mean. Like, was there a peak to music? Like, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? Or like, I I think more of like a a peak of how many like things people are willing to be like, oh, here's more, here's more, here's more, here's more. Which
0: Right. and, And how many, like, if you have one person that is madly in love with this one show that no one else has seen. Yeah. Sorry, it's not getting another season, which is I think where we're getting to at this point. It's like, yeah, have you seen this? No. Have you seen Yellow Jackets? What is that? Have you seen yeah. the Station Eleven? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's it's, like, it's these one are the those, best shows I've ever seen. I, I've
1: definitely gotten to the point where I've resigned that I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to, I don't watch everything. I like no. if something's not like, yeah, like that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it on my Netflix queue and then blow past it over and over and over again. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so let's let's bring it back to what our actual kind of framed topic is here, um, and yes. I, I defer to you because this is your topic.
0: So it's the conversation about when does content like what's the what's the happy balance between whether or not content is consumed as art or if it's just consumed as something to watch. Now, what is the definition of content? Like, is content not just like, I know what content is, but, like, in terms of this, like, why... Like, a TV show is content. Am I yeah. am I wrong? Like, is that not... Why is that something that people are like, oh, well, you know, It, but you can't call art something to consume. It's like, but that's exactly what these are for. If, like, if yeah. you're talking about, you know, a painting, uh, yeah, you can't really call that content, I would say, but, like, a TV show and movies... At this point, yes, they are content for people to consume. And I think yeah. that...
1: Well, it's a weird... So, like, with with your example there, I'm like, would you not classify art, like, like painting, paintings and things like that, as content? Like, the, the, the definition, the vague definition that I have in my head of, like, what content is, is, like, something that you consume with your senses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Which, like by that definition oh god i this is already breaking my heart like don't pull quotes on me from this but like (laughs) like by that definition like the mona lisa is like content you know what i mean and in comparison to other stuff kind of shitty content it's one frame right right you know and like there's a whole depth to it and like all that kind of stuff like and there's canceled yeah (laughs) and Modern and there's a whole bunch of like and like art and stuff in general. Like it, it's not just like your storyline and things like that. Oh, that's I was gonna. That's too big of a question. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. does content like does the definition of content have to include like a story?
0: Well, see, I don't know. I think that f- people hear content, and they think of content creators, which yeah. people associate with like vloggers and YouTubers or or whatever. People just. I don't know, Twitch streamers, stuff like that, which I yeah. also don't think is a bad thing, but it's just I think that the the term content has been devalued to the point where people are like, well, you can't you can't call a movie a content. Like yeah. what it, it's not just a product. They I think it's like product content doing it for money, but I don't yeah. see that as the correlation. I, I don't
1: know that it's yeah. Like it's interesting like I see that the the draw of that of like you can't say like goodfellas is in the same category as like a streamer on twitch
0: you know oh, what i mean like, yeah, well, yeah yeah, or
1: like the content that drowns youtube you know what i mean there's so much yeah. stuff on youtube that's just like it's just cameras pointed at stuff you know what yeah, i mean and literally. that counts as content and like you can't like it, it feels really really viscerally wrong to compare that to like you know the irishman or something i don't know why that's the yeah Um, but like
0: Scorsese today, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so like there's something really terrible about that, but I think like I consider content as like an overarching kind of umbrella term. Right. And then you're like, yeah. And then there's movies, there's music, there's, you know, Twitch streams, there's books. Like I would, I would consider books in content these days. 100%
0: and I don't think that's it shouldn't be it's not a like an automatic negative like people take it in the pejorative sense where it's like oh I don't and I still don't understand it really because like this there was an article that I read where the guy was basically talking about this like that where he's like cinema is dying it's inevitable you know as soon as people start referring to this stuff as content you know we've gone the wrong direction and in my head, I'm just like, but but why? Like, why does that have to be the case when, yes, like filmmakers want their stuff to be consumed? Yeah. That's that's just what it is. It's just on a different scale. It's not necessarily in a theater. And the article eventually became just like a, a love letter to movie theaters, which I think is great. Sure. But at the end of the day, like people, it took something, I'll just say, it took something so absolutely mind-blowing for people to go and see to to flock to theaters to go see Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what it's taking these days. And yeah, I love to go to the movie theater and watch Spencer or the French Dispatch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the minority. Yeah. Not that many people give so. a shit anymore at all whether or not they go to the theater or not. And I think that that's like you know, we have very visceral memories of sitting in the theater and seeing mm-hmm. a ton of movies. I don't know anybody else who has that experience that's not like a film nerd person who's like, Oh, I yeah. love to go see movies and stuff. Like my mom's like, I don't know, dude. Like I just go watch movies. And that's what a lot of people are in.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Do you do you consider cinema something tied to going to a movie theater? I mean, not necessarily like like the term cinema or like Like what we're talking. We're talking content versus cinema and things like that. Like, do you consider oh, no. like a movie theater as part and like you know no wrong answer kind of thing but like as part of like what is defined by cinema
0: at this point no no just because it's not i saw again i've seen if it wasn't for the last three four years maybe but at this point mm-hmm. it's like no you you can find anything and watch frankly more stuff that you would never be able to see in a theater yeah on streamers i mean i watched another round this weekend and I watched a, a Korean film, space sweepers and I watched mm-hmm. um, a Spanish film. It's like, you wouldn't be able to see these things if yeah. it wasn't for these streamers. Box office, yeah, exactly. So it's like the argument is just so weird to me. And, you know, another example was like we talked about earlier, people would go see Jurassic park 20 times. Well, that's the only place you could go see Jurassic park. If they could have seen it at home, I bet you a bunch of people would have watched it at home. And there's nothing wrong. I watched Jurassic
1: park probably once, if not two or three times a year. Like, you know, yeah, it's still a reoccurring thing that I watch over and over again in the same way that there's a bunch of movies that I watch on HBO growing up over and over and over again.
0: Right. Right. You know
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's
0: just, we, it became like an exclusivity thing that I don't like, where it's yeah. like, oh, this has to be a theater thing. We need to get people back to the theaters because this is the only way people consume movies. And I've, I've kind of gone from content to like movies, but it's like, it's, yeah. that's just not the way it is. And I think we need to get out of that mindset because, again, why? I mean, people just aren't going to the movies like they used to. And, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's just nothing wrong yeah. with that. And I, you know,
1: um, I would say, so the, the interesting thing, the argument on the other side that I, that I subscribe to for this is when you consider like cinema, like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, like in the same vein as a Twitch stream or as a YouTube vlogger or something Mm. like that. Yeah. My concern is there's a level to which the line between those will start to blur to a degree. Yeah. Uh And some of the, this is going to get so pretentious, but some of the like more, um, some of the finer points of actual filmmaking and stuff Mm -hmm. will be lost because the language of online content doesn't have an issue with it. Hmm like the the example i have in my head is how many how, like how many vloggers are talking to the camera and they'll just cut because they screwed up line and they just cut back in and like you know and that continue kind of thing like that and like right you don't think twice about it you're like yeah okay that's how they do it um, mm-hmm. but like there's a level to which it's like in a in a movie in cinema that's like not cool
0: yeah it's insane you know what i mean yeah. and like Unless maybe aesthetically like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like maybe
1: aesthetically but it's like that's the kind of thing where the language of film oh god i just quoted one of my college <laughs> classes um but uh the the language they're getting lost because it's like oh yeah i can just like set up a gopro like the the mm. art of uh, the actual oh god I like believe in what I'm arguing, but I hate that I believe in what I'm arguing. Um, But like the, the art of like, you know, framing and cinematography and all that kind of stuff gets diluted to a degree when it's bundled all in that same kind of umbrella.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: You know? Um, Yeah. But like, but like that language, like we're not losing that language. You know what I mean? Like there's still fantastic films out there and there's still like people that push to be on that upper echelon of filmmakers and learn like the whole, like, you know how to do it. Um, yeah. And that doesn't like, and they're just as much filmmakers as anybody else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Do you think there's a difference between filmmaker and content creator?
0: I think there can be, but I th- think there there doesn't have to be. I mean, I know tons of content creators um, on YouTube who are actually world-class filmmakers who just yeah. also do YouTube on the side or, you know, started doing YouTube, but they love film. Um, mm-hmm. So I-, I think that, yeah, it, c- it can be. It doesn't have to be. Um, but also, like, content, again, like, I think content is the umbrella. It's everything. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, we can separate content out into Twitch streamers, YouTubers, filmmakers, musicians, but it's all part of this umbrella. It's, like, it's, I feel like there's not, there's not a negative, well, I guess I can't say that. I guess it's, we need to realize that people are gonna like what they like, and when it comes down to it, like, if people are going to want to interact more with quote-unquote content creators than filmmakers, then I guess that's just the way it is. Like, there's nothing yeah. that we we can do to save it from that. I don't think that's going to be the case for a very long time. Movies still are very prevalent, and everybody I know loves to watch movies. There's nobody who's like, oh my god, you know, I just, you know, I kind of stopped caring yeah. about all of this stuff. Um So, I don't know. It's it, I just feel like people are taking this way too far, and they're getting way too... Nervous about something that's not necessarily a problem yet. Um, yeah.
1: Like, uh, yeah. The death of cinema, I think is like an absurd statement.
0: Right. The death of like a cinema, like a theater, sh- maybe. Yeah. But that's like, yeah.
1: But the, the, the death of the art form I think is, is foolish. I think I, I said this in the last one where it's like, it's just, a no- we're entering another like age of, visual um cinema you know what I mean it's like it's being made in a different style it has a different vibe like um you know and this is bigger than like the shifts that we've seen of like you know telling the difference between an 80s movie and a 90s movie or a 50s movie and a you know a 2000s movie or whatever like yeah you know those are like pop culture differences kind of thing but this is like a shift in the actual art form much like like I said last week with um with like impressionism and abstract or yeah you know
0: i mean things things are changing things always are going to change we always say like film is in such a like a, like an infancy when in terms of what it is and what it can be um, Yeah, and also movies have always been content guys sorry and there's just 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 more of it now which isn't yeah. a bad thing it's just People aren't experiencing it necessarily in the theater, which again is not a bad thing. It's most movies are not seen in a theater. You know, that's just how it is. Um, and I don't know. I think this is a very like, I feel like this is like an American filmmaker thing where they're like, no, you're going to go and I'm, you're going to see a 70 millimeter screening. Uh, and it's going to be a full orchestra and you're going to love it. And you're going to sit there and it's going to be amazing, which, Hey, I would love that. But I know a lot of other people who would be like, "Eh, this is just like, why, why, you know?
1: That's an Um, interesting, I'm like, do you think there was that similar kind of thing when the silent movies went from having like a live band there to, oh yeah, look, we can record sound onto the film strip?
0: I feel like, yeah.
1: Like it's, yeah. People are probably like,
0: what? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't know. What are you talking about? It's all, it's, we need to stop being so alarmist about these things. Like cinema is not going anywhere unless you consider it like being in a theater, then maybe, you know. Um, Yeah. But it was always going to be this way. It was always going to end up this way. Streaming, people, the internet, technology. Things change. change. You got to adapt or just like, shut up. Like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, I think that brings us to the end here. Yeah. Right?
1: Um, I got a little worked up there.
0: Me too, but it's it's stuff that, you know, we should be getting worked up about. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing is, I just feel like when I read articles like the one that we were talking about, it just, it makes filmmakers seem so much more pretentious than they already yeah. are. It's just like, it's not this elevate, it, like for me, filmmaking is like an elevated art form, but it's yeah. really not, it's, it's whatever people make of it. Like, you can't tell someone, like, this is genius if they don't think it's a genius work of art. It's just, it's all subjective. So this whole, my movie will be enjoyed more on a big screen is such, like, a, such a narcissistic, weird thing. Especially during a pandemic. It's just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You're gonna go see Tenet in the middle of the fucking pandemic and you're gonna enjoy that shit. It's like, ah. Yeah. Okay. All right now. So, yeah. That's it. First episode of 2022. Yeah. Holy, holy cow.
1: Should we um should we pull it into some recommendations?
0: I think we should.
1: I think I we think we should, should too. So our theme for this week uh is our favorite spoof movie. I don't really know where I where, where this came from. Um
0: I know. I was like you text me, I'm like, interest. I'm on board, but like weird. Okay,
1: cool. I think it was one of the I think my brain did like one of those like five steps kind of things. Yeah. I don't really remember. I, I think I got like two <laughs> of the five steps, so I don't really know where the, the connection was, but Hey, yeah. Favorite spoof, mo- spoof, favorite spoof movie yeah. um, of any time, anywhere, any place. Yes. Uh, what do you got? Josh kick us off.
0: Um, so mine, which I'm now before I give you mine, let me just make sure okay. no I didn't fucking say this one already. I don't think we did. Let me look through our recommendations. No, we should be good. Okay, so my recommendation for this week is going to be um, The Cabin in the Woods, which is a movie that came out in 2011. Yeah, I was thinking about this one. I'm like, this could go in a lot of different directions. (laughs) Um, So I just chose one that I'm like, oh, this one I have on DVD. So um, yeah, it's a Drew Goddard film uh, written by Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, which is why it kind of has some of that charm to it. and is a movie horror film. I wouldn't call this necessarily scary unless you're really not a fan of gore. But it's kind of like it's a movie that just turns all of the horror genre on its head kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, with this cliche almost feeling story about this like group of kids. Or I can't even say kids. They must be in college because it's Chris Hemsworth and he's not... high schoolers so (laughs) there's no way they're in high school um but they go to a remote cabin and scary things start happening but there's a twist involved which i'm not going to spoil um, but it has to do with and this is just something you see in the very beginning of the movie a group of people in an underground bunker who are shall we say observing all of the all of the kids on their vacation and what becomes of it and it's it's funny it's really clever it's borderline scary at some points, but you're kind of in on the joke for a lot of it. So it doesn't sure. come off that way. It's just really well done. And I remember leaving the movie like, what the hell did I just watch? Like I had no <laughs> idea what this was going to be like. Um, but, but yeah, I highly recommend cabin in the woods. If you haven't seen it, Nice, it's a wonderful movie. I don't know where it's streaming, but I will look it up. Um, it is streaming on Peacock for free and you can rent it on prime if you don't have nice. Peacock. So, so yes, and what is your spoof recommendation, Willis?
1: Uh, so mine is um, a slightly older film. Um, nice. I don't know if, if you'll have ever heard of, but it's a Leslie Nielsen joint called Wrongfully Accused.
0: I don't think so, but I love Leslie Nielsen.
1: So, yeah, this is uh, spoof captain, spoof king Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Um, Legend. In what is like, just the classic it's, so it's spoofing, um, uh, the fugitive for most of it. Like the basic bones is the fugitive. Um, that's awesome. You know, as he escapes from prison, as he's accused of killing, I think his wife and, you know, escapes and goes on the run, etc. But it spoofs all kinds of stuff. It spoofs mission impossible. You know, it's 1998. So it's like right in that late nineties sweet spot of like action movies. Right. Um,
0: Hell yeah.
1: And it's absolutely, it's the same absurdist comedy as like airplane or something, right? Like, you know, those kind of stuff where it's like gun. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. And directed by um, Pat Proft, who is a name you might not know, but wrote pretty much every single spoof movie of the past 20 years. Like all the academies, hot shots, up to scary like movie, yeah. scary movie, Ooh. one, two, three, four. And I think five coming up.
0: I don't know.
1: Five is a long time, but like was the only thing he ever directed. Um, but like is absolutely legendary. And I, this is one of those movies I've seen hundreds of times just because it's, it's 90 minutes long. It's the easiest thing to put on. And just like, it's excellent through the whole, through the whole damn thing.
0: Hell um, Yes.
1: So, yes, love some Leslie Nielsen.
0: Uh, well, I'm throwing that on my watch list right yes. now because I uh, love me some Leslie Nielsen.
1: Rent or buy on Prime? That's the only thing. Although I feel like I was like looking up clips from it earlier, and I feel like the whole thing is just on YouTube. Um,
0: I'm. Sh- this seems like something that that might be the case. Yeah. Um That's buy that's hilarious. Rent. Well, but it could what buy for how much? Like three bucks? Yeah, it's three bucks. bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: so. It's the same as Amazon prime. I I would willing, I'd be willing to bet that you probably have a better setup to watch Amazon prime than, than YouTube. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should watch it. It's great. Uh, well,
0: there you have it folks,
1: but yeah, that'll bring us, that'll bring us to the end here. Bring us home. It will, uh, home for the first time in 2022.
0: I know that's just wild to me, man. 2022. What the hell happened? Yeah. What happened?
1: (sighs) Yeah. I'm still like processing 2020 and that was two years ago now. I know that's, we're um, not,
0: not going to go into that. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> so lots of fun stuff coming for you guys. Uh, yeah. In 2022, we got some, some plans to do some more megapixel episodes, keep them coming with the, the regular episodes. Yes. We've talked about, you know, some guests, maybe we've talked about some format stuff. We're going to, yeah. we're going to keep refining this thing. Yeah. Um,
0: Possible video segments. So I don't know. Possibly we don't know. Video
1: segments. Yeah, we are both like filmmakers. We are both content creators. Ooh, ooh, oh, in. okay. <laughs> now I feel weird. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah. And Josh, let's uh, let's do this. Where can people find you online?
0: Ooh, well, people can find me online uh, on Twitter at Josh Fuller thirty three Fuller spelled with no e. You can also find me on Instagram at Josh J Fuller. And you can also find me on Letterboxed uh, at Josh Fuller. Um, and yeah,
1: where can people find you, Willis? Uh, I am on the internet's at WillisFilm on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterbox. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, uh, where yes. you can find all of our recommendations, all of our top and bottom lists, all of our most uh
0: anticipated
1: anticipated yeah yeah any, all any the fun the, stuff all the movies we talk about on here
0: yes drop us yeah. a follow you know yeah just yeah. cuz for the hell of it
1: yeah <laughs> so it's not just us two following <laughs> yes <laughs> um all right man well let's uh let's yeah. let's bring it down and uh yeah thanks for listening everybody and we'll, yes uh, i'll talk to you next week man
0: yeah good talking to you dude